is dark around me and I cannot see I close my eyes and picture victory Then I stand on my feet and to myself I repeat, repeat, repeat. I will be victorious Welcome, everybody, to the Lax League Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Will Murphy, and we are here tonight. It is, um, we are obviously in the fantasy football offseason, if you will. Um, so things are are going to be kind of slow for a while. But um, I am here because our league doesn't get slow, and I'm going to make sure um, during the offseason we have a steady diet of content both uh, written and verbal, hopefully. Um, Hopefully I can keep this up. Hopefully I have the motivation and desire to. Uh, You know, it's it's been a a very good year. Um, You know, congratulations to our new champion, David Hudson, who who wins his second championship in six years. So that's quite a seven years. Sorry, that's that's quite a feat, Dave. Um, Congratulations to Will Thompson for making his second second consecutive championship appearance. Um, very, very proud, um, proud moment for you, I'm sure. Um, and then congratulations to all the rest of us who fucking suck. Uh, really proud of the job I've done, not making the playoffs for multiple consecutive years. Um, really proud of Steven for making it for the first time, only to not win a playoff game as usual. Uh, Thune for basically just blowing it again as usual. Um, his second straight third place finish. Uh, so congratulations on that, Thune. Big, you know, pop that champagne. Um, congratulations to Guffy for not finishing last. That's a big, big step. Um, and congratulations to Tom for almost finishing last for the second consecutive year, finishing 11th this year. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of good stuff. So, um, you know, we've had some fun stuff happen in the past, uh, few weeks that, that the that the championship has been decided. Um, you know, we've got, you know, Luga decided to take a sabbatical from the league chat, which was interesting. Um, we've had some 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 testy situations uh, involving advice and starting players, and we might get into that a little bit. We might talk potential rule changes or rule ideas. And, you know, the best part is, is since – um, you know, none of you even responded to my uh, invitation to come on to the pod tonight. I am doing this alone for, I believe it's the third consecutive podcast. I really appreciate the effort you guys are putting in. Um, you know, I, I expect nothing less from this group. Uh, you know, always taking, it's fine. I'm not mad. Uh, I like talking to myself. Um, it's really, really exciting for me. Um to, to talk out loud, uh, sitting at a dining room table in the middle of the night. It, it's super, super normal. So that's exciting. Um, uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that. We'll maybe even get into some league history tonight. Uh, you know, if you guys are, are lucky, we also have potential early keeper decisions to talk about. You know, we're not obviously anywhere close to making that decision, but you know, maybe we, maybe we take a crack at everyone's top, top choice. So 
So we'll, let's dive in. We've got some some fun stuff to do. Um, oh, and by the way, NFL playoffs start tomorrow. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? That is right, Mr. Moron. Playoffs. Playoffs start tomorrow. That's crazy to think about. Um, there was a time that we didn't even think that would be happening this year. So, um, you know, I'm really excited. Once that Super Bowl hits, uh, Luga hits that send button. I get a hundred bucks on my vet on my Venmo. So, that was that was me. Um, I don't know if that was a whip or kind of a, a, a gun of some kind, um, but it was something. It was pretty. Sounded a lot more badass um, in person here. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so let's dive in, shall we, gentlemen? Welcome to the offseason. Our first offseason episode begins now. Let the games begin. All right. I should uh, I should definitely do the rest of the podcast in my Bane voice. Um, I'm going to give it a try right now. And if I don't sound like Bane, then this is getting deleted and you're never going to hear it. So um, I don't really... Didn't really think this through. I don't have a lot to say in the main voice. Um, perhaps we should talk about the rules. That was that was good. Damn, that was fire. Um, yeah, and we, we brought up some rules, actually. Um, it was interesting because our commissioner was um, mountain biking to his favorite bodyboarding spot, which is actually called boogie boarding, um, off the coast of... Uh, Florida probably and didn't have time to, to, to chime in on Slack where we were talking about legit issues that could have um, could have used his input. It's funny because he was definitely there. He was definitely watching, um, but he just decided not to not to chime in because um, I mean message received, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean n- enough about enough about that. We don't need to get into that. That's all in the past. Um, what we did have a long discussion about was um, was basically the potential collusion that we've kind of seen permeate the league of late, uh, and it's a it's a it's a gray area as far as what what happened. Um, it's not really a gray area in some situations, like when some teams text other teams. I think Tom Blashaw really. Um, Really, kind of took the took the lead on on calling that to the forefront, um, you know, and and kind of how we want to to enforce that. Tom really feels it it's important to have really harsh penalties, um, you know. It's it's and I and I you know I think I agree with him, um, but like Tom used this example, he said, "Let's say," and this is purely rhetorical, mind you. But let's say Luga, for example, contacted Devin, for example, to pick up a quarterback in order to block Thune from picking up that quarterback for his um, upcoming playoff match in, matchup. Rather. And then Tom goes on to say, not that that would ha- ever happen, but I would say that that goes outside the bounds of fair play, air quotes there. Um, and I think that that was kind of the big, the biggest thing that we had discussed um, it all kind of got kicked off by, um, by Devin and <laughs> Devin suggesting from what I could tell harmlessly, but Luga felt it was not harmless at all. Harmlessly, uh, suggesting that Dave start Marvin Jones 
um, which is something that's happened a thousand times in the chat before. It's been done by everybody. Um, and that kind of set Luga off, especially when Marvin Jones proceeded to fucking blow up. And that's understandable. Um, obviously, you get a little upset about that when it happens. But, you know, I think it kind of opened up a whole other can of worms. And we, and we have actually seen what I would call collusion occur. Um, and, and we don't – going back and, and casting blame at this point is almost pointless. Um, it's time we move forward, um, come together as a league. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you stormed the Capitol and, um, you know, sat at Nancy Pelosi's desk and smeared shit on the walls, which apparently happened. Uh, it's time to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Well, at the same time, making sure that our lead chat isn't handcuffed by uh, saying we can't discuss player sit starts. Um, and that's a discussion that we'll have to have uh, moving forward. Um, you know, I'm in favor of just being able to talk about that stuff. I, I think that there were some situations where lines were crossed. Um, I was the first to cross one, I'll admit it, uh, by doing my little waiver thing in writing. That was not that was not good, and I apologize for that. Uh, but but we have also had seen multiple situations where you know managers have, have texted other managers um, in order to to give them. I mean, e even advice is fine, really, but but really just to kind of – sometimes it's gone a step too far. And I think that Tom really came to the forefront and brought that up, and we will hopefully discuss that in the offseason. Um, so that should be fun. God damn it. Open your fucking ears. And thank you, Kim Jong-il. I, I agree we should all open our ears collectively to – um, new thoughts and new ideas as we move into a new year. I think that's really going to be vital and key for our unity and our success. Um, you know, another another topic we're going to need to discuss is um, the addition of potentially having an IR spot. Um, sure could have been useful for some of us who had players that were on long-term IR uh, or long-term um, yeah, injury situations there. So that was Something I could have potentially used and many others could have as well, especially in a year with COVID and some other bullshit. So, so yeah, so we'll, I think rules wise, just want to get that all out there. Um, again, nobody is um, pointing any fingers at this point. I think that we as a, as a group um, are better than that. So moving forward, we can, uh, we can potentially discuss new rules and we can always bring up Luga's uh, hybrid scoring idea, uh, which which we'd love to see some some new statistics on that, uh, as well as uh, whatever else uh, whatever else comes up should be should be a load of fun. Rules is something that we should always start the podcast off with. Really, really invigorates everybody. Really, a fun, lively topic. Rules. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. How very true that is, isn't it? And I guess that brings us to our, our second talk, the topic of the evening, um, which can be uh, league history. Uh, some, some of you um, don't care much for history in general, and that's fine. I get that. Um, some of you do care for history and like to hear about it. I think it's really fun to talk about league history, and I think that we can really – I'm hoping to kind of dive deeper um, into that topic. Um, if possible this year, we'll see. Um, you know, depending on how much time I have 
to do it. But uh, you know, we we I thought I'd give our top six here um, as far as our five year trend, um, just really to to go over who's been good and who's been not so good and who who is uh, you know been. In, in the middle here, I think uh, our league, uh, we have a clear, clear number one over the past five years, and that would be Dave Hudson. Um, his playoff percentage is 100% in that five-year span, and honestly, it's been that way for seven years, um, which is fucking impressive. Um, Dave, with a 100% playoff uh, rate, is quite, quite a thing. Um, you've got... Um, You've got, you know, finishes of two, four, six, two, one for Dave over the last five years. So, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, number two, you've got Andrew Thune coming in at number two. This is his fifth year in the league, uh, and he has a very solid 80% playoff percentage, which is good for third best in the league um, overall. Um, you know, the other one that's the only other one that's better than him besides Dave is is Walter, who's been in the league two years. So we'll we'll get to there. But, um, you know, with a small sample size, it's tough. Um, with Walter's small sample size, I guess he comes in at number three with an asterisk. Uh, he's finished four and five in his two years in the league. Good for third, averaging a finish of 4.5, which Thune is at 4.2, and Dave is at, averages a third-place finish uh, over the past five years. So... You know, you've got your top three, I guess, there. I mean, Walter, you're going to put him in there, especially I'm sure Luga, who comes in at number four, would, would dispute that. Um, Luga would have a, have a really, really good one if it wasn't for that 12th place finish, which will come off his five-year trend next year. Uh, still at 5.6, his average finish, which is which is pretty damn good. Um, his, his playoff percentage is 41.67% over the five, last five years. So making playoffs, um, making playoffs, uh, 41.67. That doesn't really make sense. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's wrong. Let's recalculate that. So Luga has, uh, has made playoffs three times in the past five years. So that is good for 60%, much better. So Luga, 60% playoff percentage, pretty solid. Then you've got Tommy Blashaw coming in at number five with a 6.2 uh, average finish in the league. And Tom, two years ago, this would have been laughable. Tom would have been up at the top. Uh, and he was. Um, now with an 11th and a 12th place, or sorry, 12th and 11th place finish consecutively has really hurt Tom's overall standing. Uh, he's made playoffs in 60%, was 100% two years ago, obviously. Uh, but, you know, what can you do? And coming in at number six is me. Hooray. Yay. Uh, hooray. Yeah, I've had a, I had a third and a five, fifth place finish in 16 and 17, and then I haven't made the playoffs since. So 40%. Good work, Murphy. Really killing it over here. Um, you know, some other notable ones. Will Thompson rising up right now. He's in, he's in seventh. Uh, with his his really strong finishes after a 10 11 9 1 2 so looking good will's got a 40 percent playoff um, make rate just like I do um, actually Brandon is ahead of him though 
uh, averaging a, actually they both average a six six point six uh, finish in the league. Um, so there you go. Uh, Devin actually coming in at um, number was that number nine? Yeah, number nine is Devin. Been a rough go for our for our good buddy Devin. Forty uh, percent playoff rate, seven point six average finish. Um, yeah, hasn't been great. He's made playoffs twice in the last uh, last five years. Um, his highest finish is fourth. So, you know, other other notable ones. Steven at number eleven uh, made playoffs once, twenty percent. Not great. And then Guffey obviously bringing up the rear with a 0% playoff uh, rate, uh, despite having a really good team this year. So uh, that was our five-year trend. Uh, you know, I didn't mention, I guess I'll mention Mo is, is number nine on there, or 10 rather. Um, so don't want to forget Mo. But, you know, looking at this overall, I mean, you can just kind of see Dave and Thune. I mean, Thune is... <laughs> It's so funny because Thune is is just man, he just can't he just can't get seal the deal. Uh, but you got Dave, uh, who's literally just cream of the crop in the league. It would seem, despite everyone mocking his draft strategy. Uh, Walter, you know, I think the jury's still out there, uh, but he has technically made playoffs two years in a row, which is better than I can say. So. Yeah, and, and, you know, Luga and Tom and me and Brandon and Will and Devin and Mo and Steven and Guffy. That sounds about right. So a fun little discussion about our five-year trend. Uh, really fun stuff. I'm, I'm actually just realizing right now how fucking boring this whole segment was um, and that you should never listen to this podcast ever again. So just smash that stop button because it's not fucking worth it anymore. Or, or what you can do is you can keep listening. I know it depends on how much time you have. It depends on if you fucking care. You don't care. You're not here. You don't know. You guys decided, you know what? Let Murphy fucking talk to himself tonight. And this is what you get. You fucking deserve this. <sighs> Fuck. All right. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. All right, so moving on, um, and obviously we relate the darkness to keepers. And that's where we are right now, guys, is Keeper Talk. Keeper Talk, talking keepers. And I'm your host, still here, Will Murphy. And it's going to be a keeper-only discussion from here on out. We're going to talk keepers and more keepers and more keepers. This is also going to be the point in the pod where I mock all of you. Um, we're going to do a little segment on each of you. Um, we're going to talk your keeper, and I'm going to pretend like I'm you. Um, or at least mock you in some way. So get excited. Keeper Talk, Talking Keepers, Will Murphy. Hi. And we all know what that sound means. It means it's time to talk Luga Podesta's Keeper. 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 
All right. So we're going to talk Luca Podesta's keeper. And the reason we're starting off with Luca um, is basically because I'm going to say some stuff about Luca, and then I want to go through 11 other teams or six other teams or however many I get through. So by the end of it, he's not as offended as he is when he listens to this one right now. Um, for a guy who mocked me incessantly for being super sensitive, um, I'm not the one that took a break from the fucking chat for two weeks. But you know what? I'm, I'm definitely the sensitive one, and I am. I admit it. But Luga has now lost all ability to talk about that, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, it was really, really fun. I appreciated you checking in on us, though. Um, your little green, your little green light was on, um, but yeah, so fun, fun to see you there, but not really have you talking. Allowed us to kind of do our thing, sort some stuff out. We changed some league rules while you were gone. Um, worked out really well. So talking to Luga's keepers now. Um, he's got one keeper option, maybe two, but one. It's Stefan Diggs, and he can thank Stephen Bay for that. Uh, Steven traded him Stefan Diggs, who was a $19 player this year. Uh, yeah, so that was a – that's Luga's keeper. I mean, his long shot DJ Dallas, that is if uh, Penny fucking dies, they don't draft anybody. Um, and, I mean, I don't know what else happens. I don't know if Carson's going to be back. I think he's still on, under contract anyway, so – a lot would have to happen for DJ Dallas. So lock locking in Luca's keeper as Stefan Diggs next year. Lock it in. All right. So that was fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Luca. Thanks. Now forget all this and we're moving on. And you all know what that sound means. That means we are going to talk about Will Thompson's keeper. Keeper. And we are here at Will Thompson's page here. I've got it all pulled up. Um, and, you know, the great thing about Will Thompson is how much he knows about things. Um, you know, I think we kind of covered that when I kind of uh, talked about Will and his immense knowledge of everything about everything and how smart he is. Um, he loves talking social media, Will Thompson talking social media, talking TikTok talking uh, Twitter, how dumb Facebook is, how old you are if you use Facebook, how old you are if you use Twitter because it's all about the TikTok, talk and tick. Tick that talk, bro. Yeah, that's what he sounds like, totally. Or that's just me being stupid. But anyway, so Will Thompson, hi, hi. Will Thompson, hi. Um, hi. Looking at his keepers, uh, yeah, he's got – I mean, like, you have no idea who Will Thompson's keeping right now. Is it going to be Ronald Jones for six bucks? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the guy. Or is it Miles Sanders' safer bet for 21 bucks? Uh, yeah, might be. Might be. Or you've got Antonio Gibson for 17 bucks. Probably not, right? But, like, yeah, it could. he could be. Could be it. You don't know. You don't know. Oh, and then Brandon Ayuk for four bucks. Wow, look at that value. But what is he really? Who knows? Like, we'll see. We know what he is, but we don't. So it's Ronald Jones, but it could also be 
uh, Miles Sanders, and then you've got Jonathan Taylor for 29. Is that going to be it? No, because that's probably what he'll go, he'll go for right around there. Maybe he'll go 30. Maybe he'll go 40. Who knows? We have to wait on Will Thompson's keeper. We just don't know. Um, hi. Hi. But, yeah, so Will Thompson, uh, really fun guy. Finished second again, Finished second this year. Finished first last year. Really on a hot streak. So what you do, guys, is you draft every rookie possible, and that's how you do it. Will Thompson, hi. You know what that sound means. That is always the sound we play when we talk about Stephen Bay's keepers, 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 keepers. And Stephen Bay, wow, what a draft he had. I mean, honestly, best draft in the history of the league possibly. Um, and then it was really kind of him to trade all those really good keeper options away. Um, you know, we already talked about Stefan Diggs. We already talked about – we haven't talked about DeAndre Swift yet. Um, but the reason Steven had that ability to trade away all those excellent, excellent players and potentially win a championship was because he had on his roster DK and Metcalf. And um, Buscalf – is a $13 keeper next year. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty solid, solid number. Um, but can we just talk about how terrible it was when he traded away all of his really good players for, um, for a chance to not win a playoff game? Um, Steven will always cling to his 2012 championship. And why, why shouldn't he? Because it's really all he has. Um, and, I mean, aside from talking sustainability on LinkedIn uh, and his family, his beautiful family, what else does Steven really have? Perspective? I don't know. I don't think so. He doesn't really have perspective because he hasn't fucking won a playoff game in like a decade. Um, so that's really good. So DK Metcalf is Steven's keeper. It's $13. He actually also has some really nice other options. David Montgomery for 12. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to consider that, right? I mean, maybe who knows? I mean, you know, it's pretty good, pretty good price for, for fucking Montgomery. Um, but yeah. He'll keep fucking DK because, of course, he will. And, I mean, who knows? He might have another great season. Um, I think keeping wide receivers is risky, but a guy like DK Metcalf doesn't really come with a lot of risk. So thank you, Stephen, for providing two other people in the league with potential keepers, and you've got DK Metcalf. So I guess that's a win in the long run, right? Congrats on sixth place. All right, you know what that sound means, everybody. It means we're about to talk Tommy Blashaw keepers. And you might not have heard that sound bite in a while because Tom didn't have a keeper last year. So, you, you know, obviously we always play that little bongo sound when Tom talking Tom's keepers. T-T-K, T-T-K, talking Tom's keepers. Um, but, you know, we didn't have it last year because Tom didn't have a keeper. With Tom's 11th place finish this year, everybody, he gets a keeper. Um, are we seeing Tom turn into uh, Stephen Bay? No, I don't think that it's – we're not quite there yet. 
But I do think we should talk injuries because Tom is the only one that ever has injured players, ever. Uh, this year, it was rough on Tom. Dak Prescott, poor Dak, out for the year. Nobody else suffered any injuries except for Tom. So, you know, really rough go of it. Amazing. He got through it. Um, he finished 11th, respectable 11th. Really well done, Tom. Proud of you. Um, proud of you getting a keeper this year. And we'll talk about him right now. Uh, Tom's got some interesting options. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be – I mean, this is a decision that Tom's going to have to make. He's got J.K. Dobbins, really up-and-coming guy, really nice nice uh, uh, running back two type player as long as he gets the job, as long as Gus Edwards doesn't start vulturing fucking t- tuggers this year or next year rather, as long as Mark Ingram, he's probably gone. Um, but, I mean, is Dobbins his job? Does Lamar Jackson run in goal line? I mean, goal line tuggers? Yeah, he does. So how much do you trust him? $21 keeper, keeper worth? Yeah, about maybe. Maybe. I think that's true. Um, you've also got Deontay Johnson at $11. That's really nice. Um, Deontay Johnson's really good. He just gets hurt every single game, but he also can put up 21 any single game. $11 is a really nice price for him. T. Higgins for 13 That's interesting, too. I mean, I mean, he's on the Bengals, but he's also on the Bengals. Joe Burrow is coming back, in theory. Uh, $13, bucks, not a bad price for him. So I think those are your three real options there. Um, Acres for 20 Yeah. Well, we, I mean, yeah. So Tom, Tom's got some really tough decisions ahead of him. Um, in terms of who he's going to keep, Dobbins and Acres, twenty-one twenty, good, yeah, good guys, nice little RB two type type players um, for for discount. Deontay Johnson and T Higgins, potential young breakout wide receiver types. I mean, so yeah, he's got some wait and see options there. So there you go, Tom. And that is the signature sound we always hear when we talk about Devin Penhall's keepers, 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 keepers. Uh, yeah, Devin Penhall, everybody, that fun sound and that fun guy. Uh, always upbeat, always positive, really <laughs> – I mean, <clears throat> how do I say this without um, – it's like – he has a period, but it's you can switch it on and off. And he's, I mean, either he's in a really jovial, happy, or just, I mean, just generally agreeable mood. And that's, I mean, that's my favorite, Devin. Um, but then you can switch him on and his rage just overtakes him. Literally, there's nobody else in the league that's more like the Incredible Hulk than Devin. And not in terms of strength. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's be real. It's not that he's strong; it's that he has that rage factor that can just turn on and turn off. And I mean, normally I'm the subject of it, or I'm the the focus of his rage. It's either me or Luga. Sometimes Thune. We're the three rage targets for Devin. Uh, 
as his number one range target, I really enjoy, I really enjoy it in general. Um, I can speak to it not as a victim, but as a fan, really. Uh, what would this league be without Devin's mood swings? I don't know. I don't know. And what would this be without talking Devin's keepers? You heard the noise. You have to talk Devin's keepers. Devin's got some options. Um, he actually, on his roster, he has two players that were keepers the year before. Uh, Nick Chubb for 23, which was his keeper, and Marquise Brown, which was Luga's keeper for – he goes up to 11 this year. So, yeah, it's it's probably Nick Chubb. And by probably, I mean definitely. Um you know, he really has – I mean, Damian Harris is actually an interesting one for $15, but, you know, he, he plays for the Patriots, and they're going to have six running backs on their roster. A.J. Dillon's his long shot. Will Fuller, another nice long shot. A.J. Dillon's $1. Uh, Will Fuller is 9 I think, honestly, A.J. Dillon is going to take over that Aaron Jones role. I think Aaron Jones walks in the offseason. I think A.J. Dillon comes back along with Jamal Williams, who will sap some of his fantasy value. Uh, but yeah, not a bad, not a bad little snaggerino for Devin there. Uh, Will Fuller at nine, everyone mocked him. This is where you, not everybody, and by everyone, I mean like three people, two people, actually one person probably. Um, I think it's a good pickup. We'll see where he goes. I don't think he's going to keep Will Fuller for nine bucks. He also, have Jay, he also has Jalen Hurts for a dollar, which is interesting. He's never going to keep a quarterback. We don't do that. It's a really bad idea in this league. But yeah. So there you go. Devin's got some some options. I think it's going to be Chubb for 23. Nice, safe, sweet Chubb. It's like a blanket. It just overtakes you in the in the in the cold of the night. You've got this Chubb blanket that kind of just wraps its arms around you and says, everything's going to be all right, you know, and that's and that's what you want. And your keeper is just a a solid set it and forget it guy. And that's what Nick Chubb is. So welcome back to the squad, Nick Chubb. And we'll wait and see what happens with A.J. Dillon. But honestly, you know and I know Devin's going to be too scared to keep A.J. Dillon. It doesn't matter. He's not going to do it. He's going to keep Nick Chubb. cats and kittens you know what that means that noise means that we have reached the end of our pot for the evening i know it's going to be very disappointing for y'all uh but you know we'll come back we'll be back to to keep going on our keepers we've still got um quite a few guys to go you've got murphy you've got guffy you've got mo you've got You've got Thune, too, and I don't know why he's not on here. Two, four, six, eight. Oh, good. I only have eight of the keepers done. I thought I had all 12. So we'll have some work to do over the next week, and we'll be back with the rest of our keepers momentarily. And by momentarily, I mean next week or whenever I decide to do another pod. So, gentlemen, I appreciate your time this evening. Thank you. Have a lovely rest of the week and enjoy the playoffs. Just remember, my friends, go friends.
Victorious. Victorious. 